welcome to Whatever Comes Next, the number one podcast for creatives according to our mums. I'm Elise. And I'm Denny. And on this week's episode, Ryan Reynolds is helping to make marketing careers more accessible. There's a new celebrity business endeavour from Harry Styles. The FBI confiscated 25 paintings and a font played a big role in Y. And we're also chatting about the new branding for E1. But before we get into that, how you going, D? Yeah, I'm being pretty good. What's been happening? Um, not a lot's been. Actually, I've been doing a fair bit. Mm. I've been down at the snow with my kids. Lovely we had a little fam adventure. That was very fun. Lovely. Um, I had a little sneaky visit to the ER, which was a fun time. Eight hours waiting in there. <sighs> that sounds horrendous. It was a grand time. I think while I was waiting in there, I got in at a really good time. Mm-hmm. By lunchtime, 52 people waiting in the ER. Oh, that's so many people. Oh, mate, I couldn't believe it. It was jam-packed. Peak hour. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to be sick. I don't, I don't think there's any situation where you just want to be in the ER. I know. Well, like when I was being triaged into the hospital, like, are you actually sick? Like, do you need to be? I was like, mate, this is a last resort. Yeah. I do not want to <laughs> yeah. be here. Like, I mean, I guess they must get people, though, that are, like, must. overreacting. Yeah. But I was like, yes, I need to be here. <laughs> um, and I've been reading some new books. So I um, just finished In Five Years by Rebecca Searle. Have um, you read that one? I have not. I haven't heard of it. What's the, what's the rundown? Pretty interesting. Mm. Um, this lady, she's in a happy relationship. Um, she then has like, you know, when you see the present, the future. Yeah. She has a premonition. Yeah, okay. And she's with a totally different guy, Ooh. like having some sexy time and all that <laughs> stuff. So then it's pretty much just the book is then goes into a rundown of like what's happening, blah, blah, blah. And then you find out why she's having this sexy time with this person. Excellent. That's not her fiancé. Sounds interesting. Wasn't too bad. It was pretty good. Nice. Um, I read Book Lovers by Emily Henry. Uh, okay, it's on my list. I haven't, oh. haven't read it, but it's on my list. You're you're you're. Demolish it. I'm sure I will. It good book. Right up my alley. Yeah, it's a good book. It's so fluffy. It's so lovely. Yeah. It's fluffy great. Fluffy romance. That's all I need. Oh, I mean, I could re- live on fluffy romance mm. the rest of my life, I 100%. think. 100%. That's all I need. I don't need anything deeper or highbrow. Oh, no, because when you read the deep ones and you're like, you're dusted for a good week. Absolutely. Like, you don't want to pick up another yeah, book, yeah. but give me a fluffy romance one yeah. day. I can do that. 100%. And I can do it again and again and again. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm currently reading The No Show by Beth O'Leary. Okay, one of her new ones. It's one of her new ones. Look, I'm not I'm not heavily invested into it yet. Okay. I really loved the house swap or share swap. You know that room swap? I don't know. I, know. I can't remember what it's called. I don't know. But her other book was fantastic. Okay. But I'm just, I'm finding it very hard getting, to get into this book. But other than that, not much has been happening for me. What about you, eh? Uh, what's been happening? Well, my most recent adventure was popping a tyre. <laughs> Thank you to, I mean, also since we recorded, there's also been major floods. Um, Massive floods again. Yeah, love getting, love a bit of isolation, being cut off from the world. Um, but yeah, um, post floods, the roads our way are Craters. shocking, shocking. Uh, and look, I've managed to go 10 years, 10 years, yeah, I've been driving 10 years and I haven't, I've never popped a tyre. <laughs> so uh, it was bound to happen eventually and it it did. I was like driving along and there was this massive crater and there was a truck coming the other way. I'm like, well, I guess I'm hitting this. It was like, <laughs> it, was, it was also Brace like, yourself, it team. was like the top of a hill. And yeah, so okay. I didn't see it coming. So it's just, yeah. 
And uh, I, I told my brother, he was like, oh, yeah, one of those ones where your soul leaves your body. I was like, yeah, that's what happened. Like, I hit it and I was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that felt different. And then because, like, I've never had a flat tire before and I've always wondered, like, how obvious it is. Like, because I'm like, what if you just, like, drive around on it for ages and don't know? Mm. Yeah, no, you know. Yeah, so, right. It was like, obvious. It took a minute. Like, it wasn't straight away. I don't know if it, like, popped and then it took a minute to deflate. I don't know. Yeah, but right. um, it, it did take a, a few hundred metres before I was just What like, did you notice? Like, just, it, just like I was driving and it just started going... Ding, 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 yeah. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, okay. I could more hear it than feel it. I okay, think. right. Um, but yeah, so I pulled over and I, uh, I called up my roadside assistance because, look, I was not going to change that tyre myself. That was not happening. Don't even think I have a crank thing for my... Or, or a, yeah, any yeah, of the yeah, yeah. to do it. Um, so I called up my roadside and <laughs> it, it prompted me to be like, I'm going to change my roadside assistance because I like, I called them and then got, it had like a bunch of prompts and it got to the end of the call and it was like, okay, we've texted you now fill out that form. I'm like, I need immediate assistance. I don't want to be filling out a form. And there's like, I'll be here for days. Shit internet out here. And so, like, I filled out the form, got to the end of the form, and then it was like, error, call this number. So I had to call another number, and I was, like, pretty pissy at this point. So then I, I got through to my roadside people, and as soon as I got through to them, a bloke pulled up behind me and offered to change it for me. So that was lovely. He was a pro. He had it changed in, like, <laughs> about two minutes. Like, he had professional electric tools to get it off. Anyway. Thank you to that man. He's probably just driving around doing the, his good deed for the day, going to help everyone <laughs> that had flat tires. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was a shitty experience, but it was lovely. I also like completely bent bent the wheel. Oh, to, so you've done the works. Yeah, yeah, the works. But I got it in to get fixed like straight away. The They were able to repair it. I didn't need to replace the wheel. Thank goodness. Because I was not in, interested in spending lots of money. I also kind of needed new tires. Like they're old, so kind of just... It, it, at least there weren't new tires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that would have pissed you off. Yes. So that was annoying, but it could have been worse. But now I'm also just like so careful driving around everywhere. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not hitting any more potholes. <laughs> yeah, you did come the long way to get I to. I did you. come the long way to get here to avoid potholes. <laughs> I wanted to go to through the council that has better roads, um, which is not very many councils out here. No, but there's anything, one. In- anything is better than ours. Absolutely. <laughs> um, what else? I uh huh. I so you and I are Outlander fans. Yes. In, in this household. Did you just say? Did you just say Hugh and I? I didn't. No, that sounded like you did. I was so funny. I mean, I mean, cut that. Cut that. I did mean that. Hugh and I. Um, for all the non-Outlander fans that don't understand that joke. None of the actors from the show, his last name is Hewan. So Hugh and I. Anyway. Um, that was great. So I I like I knew that I have I wasn't up to date on the series, but I couldn't remember where I left off. Mm-hmm. And so I just was like, look, I'll put it on at season three. That's I don't remember season three, so we'll see what yeah. happens. So I put that on and then I think there's five seasons on Netflix. That's a lot. Oh, look, I've breezed through it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you finished it. I'm not finished, but I am watching season five at the moment. And how are you feeling about it? Not good. Yeah, okay. It's not where, season where did you one. Get up to? I had like season two, and yeah, I was okay. like, done. Well, so like I, I watched like I love season one. Season one's great. Mm. Um, season two, I didn't love, but it was it was alright. Yeah, it was okay. But it, it made me realize that I was entirely watching it for like Sam. N- no, sexy time. He's in it, but um, no. Season one is just like Scottish people 
running around the highlands in kilts. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. <laughs> in season two, like it's in France. It was less less interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And then season three, they're like, I don't know, majority of it is on a boat. Um, and then season four, they're in America. Spoilers. I should have said spoilers, but anyway. Oh, season four is when Hamilton comes into it, isn't it? Alexander <laughs> Hamilton, you know, the musical. Is he? I don't think he's specifically. I don't know. Maybe not him, but like George that. Washington is. That era. Yeah, that yeah, era. Yeah, it's yeah. That era. Yeah, okay. Um, Look, I'm, I'm on to this. I'm not a musical gal. Oh, yeah. I do not like. Hamilton is the best musical you'll ever launch. Like, maybe, but. No, no, all, not maybe. Musical sucks. <laughs> <laughs> the bar no. is like, Sorry, I. I tr- Look. Musical, like the amount of talent of the people that write musicals, perform musicals, I cannot even compare. But that said, I fucking hate them. No. <laughs> the only musicals I like are musicals with like non-original music. So like musicals where they write their own music, I hate because they all, like they all, even the ones that sound like Hamilton is like rap. Yeah, it's great. Still hate it. Like it's still, it's still musical music. Whereas like. Alexander Hamilton. No, <laughs> but like, for example, Mamma Mia oh. <laughs> contains ABBA music, so I fucking love it. I hate, I hate musicals with original music. I've never enjoyed one. <laughs> I mean, have you have you heard the new Moulin Rouge one? No. Like, I feel like that's interesting. You is might enjoy not, that. Is, it's like is the stage show not like the same as the movie. Not that I've seen the movie. I've seen. Um, I've seen. Okay, Moulin Rouge the movie. Crazy, I, wild. Yeah, okay. I the first time I watched it, I was inebriated, <laughs> and I nice. didn't know I didn't say drunk. Um, I was very drunk, and I watched about like twenty minutes. I was like, I don't think this would even be good sober. <laughs> look, it's look, it's it's wild. It's a wild ride. Really you got to buckle in. You got to prepare so, yourself for the weirdness. But also, doesn't it? Ha- oh no, but hang on. Isn't isn't your song in that? What song? Your song. Am I making that up? Does it? I swear. Sing it to me. No, what's his name? Ewan McGregor. I swear I've heard him singing your song before. Isn't that? It's the Elton John song. Yeah, probably. I don't know. What song are you singing? I don't know. I don't know songs by their (laughs) names. Go. Prepare yourself. (laughs) I'm going to. I was going to say it like spoken word because I don't want to inflict my singing voice. No, everyone's going to hate it. You can tell everybody this is your song. That's all I'm doing. Like, I feel like that's not in it. No. <laughs> I mean, Why do I think that's in that? So is Mulan Rouge just all original songs, is it? I hear you Google it right No. Now. No, uh, it's yeah, not. No, I, fuck, I don't know. Now you're making me look like a rookie. I don't know. I just love the – the musical was good. It was okay. like a play on new music and, like, they intertwined it really well. Okay. Look, maybe I would – look, I would – Is it, is okay. it in there? Has it come up? Look, yes, I think I – Yes, your song is in Moulin well, Rouge. I didn't make that up. Okay, cool. So maybe I would enjoy Moulin Rouge because it's not just like, I feel like musical you would. music. I feel like you would. Maybe I'll give it a go one day. Hmm. You'd probably like Frozen as well. Frozen's got uh, good music. No, I don't like <laughs> <laughs> I have listened to it. Look, yes, that one song. <laughs> Let it go. Yeah, that one. It's, it's fine. a vibe. It's fine. But no, okay, no. I will tell you though. Disney movies. That's where. I, that's that's oh, my Encanto. allowance. Encanto. For, okay, I haven't seen Encanto. Oh, mate. But, what? But like Disney musicals. Yes, that I will allow musicals in that instance. So are you going to go see? Oh no, Mary, is Mary Poppins Disney? Mary Poppins Disney. Oh, uh, but okay. Like I'm talking. So I know what you're talking. Like animated, I know animated Disney musicals like Shrek. 
<laughs> That's Pixar also. I don't, even, I don't think of Shrek as a musical. Nobody once told me the world. It's not really a musical, D. Shrek isn't singing in it. You can make Shrek a musical, surely. The only okay, it's maybe a musical when you think of like um it, I don't know, it's got it, a killer soundtrack then. Shrek two have um the, uh, Donkey sings the fairy godmother. Yeah. Doesn't she sing I need a hero? Yeah, she does. <laughs> yeah. Donkey sings. Does he? What does he sing? I mean, I know he sings, I'm all alone, that one. Yeah, he sings that. I'm a believer. Oh, yeah. Hey. Is that in the credits or something, though? Yes. Yeah. I'm a believer, believer, so believer, believer. No, yeah. it's not in the credits. It's close to the end. Okay. Anyway. Okay, well, yeah. I'll Killer. <laughs> Shrek, definitely a musical I can get behind. Do you want to know my favourite is um, not for its musicalness, but I love Tangled. It's my favourite Disney movie. Good movie. Mm. Fucking love it. Do you like that movie? Anyway, we've, yeah, digressed a lot. But, yeah, um, sorry. That'll do. Welcome that's, to our design what podcast. That's what I've been up to. That Shall sounds great. Move on to our first segment. What's yeah. it called, Denny? Water cooler chat. Loved it. Yeah, I, thought, I thought you would. <laughs> <laughs> so, no stranger to this podcast. Mm, good, A good friend. <laughs> good friend. Besties for life. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. He's making an appearance again. He was on, I think, on our last. Was it just our last one? I that's think gone? he got a brief mention in the last one and we had did a full segment on him in the previous one. So yeah, look, yeah. he's the man. He we like man. him. We do. We like what he does. So yeah. anyway, Ryan Reynolds has launched a couple of weeks ago a non-for-profit organisation to make career mark creative careers more accessible love that love that too so we've seen this uh i think we've seen these little ad pop up on instagram mm. when he first um, launched this um the organization is called the creative ladder so two years ago ryan co-founded the group effort initiative to increase inclusion in the entertainment industry for bipoc and other underrepresented communities around into it yep so the Creative Ladder is basically the marketing industry version of his other business called Group Effort. Mm-hmm. Um, the organisation offers training, mentorship, networking and other develop, like career development resources to really excel within mm-hmm. the marketing industry. Yep. Um, a has put in here mm-hmm. that as a side note, his logo is delightful, which I don't expect anything less. Yeah, it's like super simple. It's like... When I first saw it, I was like, huh? I was like, oh, it's like creative ladder, like stacked onto yep. each other and the A's, um, oh. like the A's line up on in creative and ladder. And they, they and they like, it's like a double story A and it's got two crossbars and the crossbars are like the rungs on a ladder. So the A is Clever. a ladder. I died when I saw it. <laughs> Clever. Very <laughs> clever. You look like a shark. <laughs> um, yeah. Into that. Super lovely. We got there. <laughs> Um, good job, Ryan Reynolds. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I know that ended really abruptly. (laughs) All right. Our next water cooler chat. This is right up Elisa's alley. It is up my alley. I would die if one of my colleagues came and told me this at the water cooler. Um, not that I have a water cooler in my office, but. Also, you don't have the the demographic to come to have this chat with you. not really. I don't work with many, um, People of my oh, how do you how do you describe it? Age, sex, gender, preferences in music, interests, <laughs> things. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yet another. I feel like we're talking about celebrity business initiatives a lot lately. They're mm-hmm. just there are so many of them. Um, which you know, I'm I'm 
fine with, you know, as long as it makes sense for their brand, and this one sure does. So Harry Styles has teamed up with Gucci for a new collection. So the collection is called... I don't even want to say that. That just sounds so dumb. It's so dumb. (laughs) Gucci, ha, ha, ha. (laughs) Like, I read it, I'm like, that's not, like... H-A-H-A-H-A. It's definitely ha-ha-ha. But the spaces between the ha's, that's what's throwing me. It makes yeah, it right. sound like you're being like Gucci. Ha-ha-ha. <laughs> it probably is meant to be like that. Oh, I hope, God, I hope not. Okay. Gucci ha-ha-ha. So <laughs> This sounds so bad. So it's named after like, so Harry Styles and the creative director of Gucci is Alessandro Michelle. So their first, first name initials are H and A. So it's ha ha ha. Um, they also said on the on the Gucci website announcing the collection, they said ha ha ha. This time without spaces. This time I don't feel like a crazy person explaining it. That ha 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 has been a recurring motif in their conversations over the years. And they've said this is a quote, whether written out in full or expressed via emoji. I feel like that's a very very roundabout way of saying that they make each other laugh. Like, yeah. Ha 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 is the motif. In emoji form, all written out. <laughs> it sounds like they write like psychopaths. They type out H A space H A space H A. Ha 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 ha. Sounds like uh, medieval times. Like we laugh a lot when we're together. We don't. I wouldn't say ha ha ha. It's emoji. Ha <laughs> 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 ha ha. I'm gonna laugh like that it's for the rest <laughs> of this podcast. It's uh, it like it. Look, the rationale is a little bit much for me, but. Anyway, that aside, <laughs> the collection includes um, elements from the English tailoring tradition mixed with romantic accents such as, such as mother-of-pearl buttons, and pieces include suits, treated denim jackets, printed pyjamas, bowling shirts, and pleated kilts. And they also mention the 19, sorry, 1970s pop and bohemia as influences. So, mm. look, it sounds very on-brand for both yeah. Gucci and Harry. It does. Um, the pyjamas in particular. Yeah. Into that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would love me some Gucci pajamas. Um, and I feel like it like it suits Harry Styles because like everyone is like it's obviously he he is creative directing, maybe not, I don't know. He's collaborating on this collection, so it's obviously his he's getting his having style. input. Yeah. Yeah. And Gucci is also like I feel like Harry Styles kind of embodies the the look they're going for at the moment. Like mm-hmm. they have lots of 1970s elements in their design. A lot of their designs are androgynous. Um, their marketing is also very like retro. Like they do a lot of um, ads that look like they're pulled out of like the 70s. So mm-hmm. look, it's a match made in heaven. I do find it a bit strange that Harry Styles or like obviously they're trying to appeal to Harry Styles fans. Look, maybe I'm being putting his fans in a box, but I just don't think a lot of them can afford Gucci. I certainly will not be buying anything from this collection. Yeah, no, I agree. But he does have very broad appeal. Like there are pl- there'd be plenty of very wealthy people that do like Harry Styles, so maybe it's fine. I just look. He's probably going the for co- the wealthy teenagers who use maybe, their mummy and daddy's maybe. bank account. I just saw this. I'm like, look, the cost of living is too high for this Harry. <laughs> ha ha ha! <laughs> Collaborate with Target, then I'll come and buy some of your pieces. <laughs> but look, it's on brand against that tick. Yeah. Good job with that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not from a consumer perspective, a capitalist no. perspective, but whatever. Tell me how you really feel, please. <laughs> this is a design podcast. We're not here to critique capitalism. <laughs> I mean, we will. And if I was rich, I would certainly buy some of the things from this collection. I'd probably buy pajamas. 
I feel like, I don't know, in my like, there's like levels of like richness and like what I would buy designer. I'd buy a designer handbag because like you don't use yeah. it often. I wouldn't buy clothes. because Actually, I would, you're like, saying that you wash them, they can yeah, shrink. you wash them. Like, I don't even I feel, like. I get you. I don't like buying clothes that are expensive, period, because I don't want to ruin them. Like it's, mm. I do sometimes, but like. And we were on them. Yeah, like, and, like, uh, you and I especially, we spill shit on ourselves all the time. All the time. Like, cannot go out for dinner without spilling something on ourselves. You you definitely need to get this dry cleaned, and I certainly don't dry clean my clothes. (laughs) Either do I. Uh, Moving on. So our (laughs) next little water cooler chat. Mm -hmm. I think this one's a really interesting one. So interesting. I would find this, I reckon a lot of people where we used to work would be interested in this also. Yep. Doesn't have a demographic to it. Absolutely. There's broad appeal here, uh, whatever comes next. We're covering all bases, guys. So the FBI has confiscated 25 Jean-Michel Michael? I'd say Jean-Michel. Jean-Michel? Yeah. Fuck. Basquia. 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 I Googled it. Don't worry. I didn't know okay. how to say that. Jean-Michel Basquia. Nailed that. <laughs> Paintings. Um, and the reason why this was picked up by the FBI was mm. all because of a font. P- partly because of a font. But big main player. Big, big, part, big, big part. player. <laughs> so quick context. Jean, Jean? Jean. 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 Jean, I think. Jean. 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 Michelle Basquare. Fuck, I not. You take this. You take this. I'm not, I'm not okay. saying this. That's fine. <laughs> Just take it. Okay. <laughs> Jean uh-huh. Michelle. Now I'm going to fuck up the name. Jean-Michel Basquier, Basquier, yep, uh, was an American artist who rose to success during the 80s. Um, Like, for the context, one of his paintings sold for over $110 million in 2017. So, look, big deal. Um, So, recently, the Orlando Museum of Art began an art show titled Heroes and Monsters, Jean-Michel Basquier, the Thaddeus Mumford Jr. Venice Collection. Just a little bit of a mouthful there. Um, which included 25 Basquiat paintings, which were created on cardboard. Um, Basquiat's style is like a lot of it's like color, not, no, not calligraphy. What's the word? Graffiti. Okay. Yep. <laughs> graffiti. Yep. So a little bit of a, a grunge vibe, I suppose. Yep. Nice. Um, so the paintings were discovered in store in a storage unit in 2012 and the FBI have kind of been investigating this in the background ever since they were found Okay. Um, to verify the authenticity of them. So according to the museum, the pain, this is their story, the paintings were bought by William Force for $15,000 in an auction of, you remember the name from before, Thaddeus Mumford. He was a screenwriter and his belongings were auctioned off allegedly after he failed to pay for the rent on a storage unit where he was keeping them. Um, and Mumford was said to have bought the paintings directly from Basquia, the artist. So this is the story. Mm-hmm. However, I'll make Thaddeus Mumford has stated in several affidavits that he never owned any Basquiat's. He didn't know of them being in his possession. He never met Basquiat to have, I'm saying it wrong, Basquiat, um, to have purchased them from him directly. So this kind of came out, like this is as part of the FBI's investigation and they're like, this is not adding up. This is suspicious. And so was the container actually his? Well, the... I don't think – I think maybe there was no – maybe – maybe look, maybe there was. It sounds like – I don't think he was really involved in this. Yeah, it right. sounds like perhaps he had uh, – look, maybe he did have the storage unit and 
it just didn't have these these pieces in it. Look, maybe old mate William Force did buy all of his belongings, but there was maybe no Basquiat in in his belongings. Um, so all of this kind of and like lots of people have questioned this story as to whether it could be true. Um, and I feel like, <clears throat> excuse me, this is like the, the the nail in the coffin. So we mentioned that the paintings were painted on cardboard scraps. Mm-hmm. Yep. <clears throat> one of the one of the pieces of cardboard had like printing on it that said like where to put the it's like a FedEx box that says where to put the FedEx label. Mm-hmm. And that that typed bit of text was written in a typeface that wasn't used until 1994. So Basquiat could not have painted on it because he died in 1988. <laughs> Six years before this typeface <laughs> came out. So, look, it's very sus. Like, unless unless Basquiat was a time traveller, which, look, that, look, great story. <laughs> Someone should turn that into a movie. I mean, it is a movie. This is so, a movie about time travel. Time travelling artist. What is that movie? And then he could, and then, like, he would see how successful his work. Okay, now I'm making myself sad. <laughs> yeah, why are you going down this path? <laughs> um, so, the art show... At the uh, Orlando Museum of Art was due to close up at the end of June and travel to Italy, but it was stopped before the end of it. The end of June, um, the FBI seized all twenty five pieces of artwork to further investigate. So we don't, we still don't know if they're authentic. So how would they investigate this? It'd be very interesting. So like they, they've had peep like um, I read that there's like the. Basquia's like I don't know um, what's the what's the word estate has like authenticators. Okay, right. But they do they dissolved the authenticator like group whatever they're called um, like years back. So there's no official Basquia authenticators, authenticators anymore in in his, like you know the there in his estate. So like other art experts can come in and, and give okay, their opinion, right. but it's. Like it's very hard for them to now authenticate it, but I mean that like to me, if, if it was paint, like the the creator of the font came out and confirmed, like no, this font didn't exist in 1988. So or you know, 1988 is when he died, but he was allegedly alleged to have painted these in like the early 80s. Mm-hmm. So like he he didn't have access to this cardboard. So like unless I don't Crazy. know, maybe maybe some of the artworks are authentic. Maybe there's a because so apparently some some art authenticators have said yes they are authentic okay right so maybe some of them are authentic and some of them aren't i'm not sure maybe they just made some up just to boost boost up the collection maybe it's like they they see these massive figures that the artwork is going for and they're like let's let's add a few more Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i mean good that they only bought them for fifteen thousand. that could have really blown out if they had bought the whole 25 for a lot more but unless i don't know like i don't i'm not sure if this william force guy who allegedly bought the collection from an auction of Mum- of Thaddeus Mumford stuff. I don't know if he is part of the oh. conspiracy. Like there's a like the the yep. Orlando Museum of Art, they might be part of the the scam. Like it's mm. alleged scam. It might look make, somehow it could end up that like this, I don't know. They're authentic. It just doesn't seem like they can. No, he seems a bit dodged to me. All, all because of a font. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy that that little thing was picked up, though. Yeah. Like, for someone to have thought, 
oh, let's check that font. It's just mind-blowing. That is just not one thing that would cross my mind when I'm looking at something. Yeah, you wouldn't think I mean, I guess though, I'm, I'm never spending 15 grand on a piece of artwork or And to be more. fair, neither of us are FBI investigators. And this is also For true. For good reason. <laughs> I mean, I can stalk on Instagram, don't get me wrong, but... <laughs> Yeah, if you want to find your Tinder dates Instagram profile, we can help you. If you want to authenticate... I mean, Elise would probably be better than that at me than me. Yeah, look, I'm pretty good at it. Yeah, I bet you are. You gotta be. Yeah, I mean, look, look, I'm I'm good where my passion lies. <laughs> Very passionate about these things. Not so passionate about um, art, but you know, look, maybe one day. <laughs> Boys are my passion. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> Shall we move on to we our main sh- chitty chat? We shall. So we're going to do a little bit of another brand. Uh, it's a deep dive, another brand deep yeah. dive on a new um, a new brand that's launching in 2023. You got it. That's yeah. what we're doing. It came out. Finally, I got it out. <laughs> so this week we are going to be chatting about E1, which is the world's first all-electric race boat championship that will kick off in 2023. How so, exciting. It is very exciting. So we all know what race boats are. We all know how fast they go. Oh, can I interject with like Do a, you not? I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I have to confess oh. this because it's hilarious. <laughs> 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 um, I have to confess this because it's hilarious, but okay. You Googled it, didn't you? Oh, you did, like, yes, I go- Like I went on their website. I was like, what is E1? But, okay, I read electric and well, you were thinking of remote control. No. <laughs> no. Okay. I don't know why. My brain thought like, because I saw E1, I thought eSports, which is. Yeah, yeah. 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 Gaming. Yep. No. Mm. Yeah. So I thought this was going to be, I was like, look, these, <laughs> these actual real photos of boats. I was like, these are great graphics. <laughs> I was like, 10 out of 10. These are great renders. Great production value. <laughs> Look, I mean, maybe, like some of them are renders. So in look, my further down but the no, ch- I 100% thought this was just all online well, gaming. Further down the <laughs> chat, like I did say there's potential for this to become an online game. Great. So you, I look, feel less stupid. Yeah, look. <laughs> but, and, and no, outside of that, I absolutely do not know anything about boat racing. Don't not you? a clue. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> boat racing is a thing and it's crazy. It's bananas. It, I don't know how people have the courage to do it. It is mm. wild. Mm. Um, so usually there's petrol or like normal mo- mo- motor. Motor? Yeah, yeah, motor. Normal motor um, boat racing. But this one, electric. Yeah, which is great. Better for the economy. This is their goals. So the boats um, in the series are hydrofoil foils, which mm-hmm. fly above the water surface, <coughs> which... <laughs> Blew my mind. What? Yeah, well, so the is, wings. Is it 2023 or is it Look, 2023 that we're that, talking about? In saying that, though, like most of the speedboats, they are, they hover above like, the surface and there's just the prop going, like keeping I, them above. They're I going get, so fast. I get that they would get a bit of air, but for them to be like straight up like flying. <laughs> yeah, look, that's it's, bananas. It's absurd. So E1 was co-founded by Alejandro Agash. I think maybe Agag. Agag. And Roddy Abasso. Yep. Nailed that. You didn't even make that sound really bogan. When I was typing this, I was like, Roddy Abasso. <laughs> 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 but yeah. So Agag. 
Agog. Agog, maybe? Because a gag sounds terrible. It does. Agog. He's a former politician, previously ran a GP2 team and co uh, and founded Formula E and Extreme E. Um, and Basso was previously a consultant at NASA. Oh, wow. Yeah, what and a And was an, an engineer in the Formula One. So they both had extremely impressive careers. Mm. They both kind of know the industry, I guess, like the, Absolutely. the entertainment, the fast, the yeah. adrenaline junkie entertainment. Yep, and industry. also like the engineering of it as well, like how they work. So yeah, absolutely. Especially two yeah. just look primed for, to create this series, but wow, impressive careers. Very impressive. Um, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind being an engineer one day. Yeah, I mean, maybe next life. Get a girl. I think it'd be very interesting. Like, I'm never going to do it, but I just find all that kind of stuff like mm. fascinating. So fascinating, and like, yeah, just the. I don't know. It's a whole like it's such a completely different job to mm-hmm. like the sort of stuff we do. Like I feel like I just like, chalk and cheese. It's really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Maybe in the next life. Definitely not in this life. I would definitely consider like applying the skills that I do have in that industry. Certainly couldn't engineer anything, but design for we could apply the design. Yeah, to like the structure. Extreme sports. <laughs> I'm interested in that. We'll do your branding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So in the E1, there are 12 teams mm-hmm. um, that are involved. And for the t- first two years of the championship, the teams will be racing in identical boats, which I think is very clever. Yeah. After which they will then go and open up the regulations so then the teams can develop their own technology. I guess so same as the F1. F1, which is interesting. Like I like that there's an even playing field to start with. Like they're, I don't know, testing out the series. Mm-hmm. Like get, you know, get all your sponsors in, get all like, get interest in it before you start like giving people the opportunity to get ahead. I like mm-hmm. that. I really feel And te- like they'll be able to see you know which uh the what do they call they call them pilots, mm-hmm. which pilots will you know ha- are really talented and and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff before yeah, that's you bring it. So in the sponsors will start to like yeah. then clock on to which which pilot they want to work with and yeah. what team they're going to be a part of. I really feel like Tesla's going to jump on board oh, this yeah. one in yeah. a heartbeat. Tesla and who else is um, I don't know anyone else. Don't talk to me about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Volvo's big in electronic cars. Yeah. They and don't know about boats. And like, I don't know. I wonder if it would be, because like in F1 you have, you know, um, like the the different teams, like the like the body is sometimes different to like the engine. Like you've got. Yeah, yeah. So like it'll be interesting to see like. The collabs. The, the way and, and do you know different sponsors and stuff. It'd mm-hmm. be very interesting to see the way that the brands and the sponsorships come through because like I don't know, Aston Martin, they've they do boats, like it'd be very interesting to see. Would be very interesting to see you're right. Hmm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I was just staring through your soul. Yeah, there. you were. I was like, did I, I say was, something wrong? I was just taking that all in. Okay. But you're right, it would be it would be very great. <laughs> So each team get two pilots. So there's 24 pilots all up. Um, I wonder how they're actually going to split these. So like, yeah, I don't know. Um, interesting. Um, if like if it's anything like, oh no, because they wouldn't. Anyway, we'll find out. <laughs> so basically, with boat racing, one one person is driving, and I guess it's the same as car racing. Um, like 
they've got the two-way, like the computers, so someone's telling them bends or whatever, especially with the dirt racing. Mm-hmm. So someone's guiding them and sitting in the passenger seat. So it's the same for boats. So one person's driving, the other one's telling them and like right. changing different, like changing um, maybe like the prop or whatever. So things. So one person's just so purely driving, the yeah. other person's like core, like mapping the course, telling them but what way to go. in the boat? I feel like they're going to be in the boat. So two in a boat. Yeah. Interesting. So when in dirt car racing, like buggies and doom, whatever they're called, yep. two people in the car, one driver, one, one pilot. Yeah. So I feel like that's going to be the same with these boats. Fascinating. There you go. Right. So, yeah, so there'll be two. So um, within the 24, there's going to be a mixed gender lineup, which – I love. I'm There's so equal into that. opportunities within this sport already. I love that off the bat. Yeah. Not like not having, you know, they could easily just be like, oh, this is E1 and WE1, like, yeah, and just no. like all no. in one. All of, I'm so into it. Thank you, thanks, old mate Alejandro <laughs> and Roddy. Roddy, R- Roddy R- or Roddy? I would Roddy? say Roddy. I f- Roddy. Do you reckon? I feel like he's I mean, Italian he might, or maybe something. Maybe might need a H. Yeah. Okay. All right. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Races will go across um, both Friday and Saturday, so it will be hosted in all cities around the world. Mm-hmm. Definite F1 vibes in this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're going to get on it. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> I don't want to shit out of that, especially because we've got ladies in there. Oh, yes, all here for it. Yeah, absolutely, because there's no ladies in the F1. What would they call it? It can't be Drive to Survive. E1. Fly to. No, stop, <laughs> stop, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> so... Where it kind of differs from F1 is that it uses a combination of points and knockout heats um, to get you to the end. So the end is not all 12 teams. The end is four teams competing for number one because you have the knockout heats. Yeah, right. So is it a heat per city or is it That's a, great a question. series per city? That's a good question. I'm not sure. I wonder if it's going to work like the V8 supercars here. Like they go, they tour mm. around and they clock their points up and then... By the end. Didn't even think of that. I feel like it might be something like Bathurst. Mm. Well, not like Bathurst. I mean, like the V8 supercars. I mean, yeah, Bathurst okay. is just a run. Interesting. Or, yeah, do they go to each city and it's like, because you have qualifying, like you have the qualifying for that F1. Line, yeah, well, like. Which determines, like, your position. Mm. So maybe they'll have heats at each city. I feel like they're no, going to do, do a proper, like, heat, like heats and then the knockout because <clears> I feel like a race would only be, like, Actually, no, I'm not even going to say how long a race would be. I don't know. It depends how many laps they do. Yeah. Interesting. Look, we're all going to find out. Yeah, no. I, need to, I don't know. Is there like, because like in F1, you've got like F2 and like all the like the tiers. Yes. Yep. Do they already have hydrofoil racing or is this like the, is this the start of it? I don't know. I feel like they've already got hydrofoil racing. Okay. I'll get into it. I'll I, learn the I rules. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I could be completely wrong. But, well, like there must be. Like how else do you get – like there must be people – I don't know if there's like a well, world yeah, maybe championship, like, but they must be – Maybe there's hydrofoil petrol. Hydrofoil yeah. electric. Because how else would they get like – how how else would people train for this? There must be someone out there. It must be. It's not. Surely it's not a whole new sport. Surely it's a real rich people sport as well. Mm. It's got to be like cars, right? car racing where you – Got to have a boat. Oh, you think? <laughs> Do you need a boat for boat racing? I just, yeah. I'm sure there's sponsorship and stuff. Surely it's not just for all the rich kids. So let's chat about the sport. Let's move on to what we really love about let's this. Do it. Is the, the branding. 
Yeah, okay, all right. Oh, sorry. Give it a little bit of a segue, I know. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so the branding. Yes. So the championship is founded on three core principles, which are sustainability, technology, and entertainment. All very important, one would assume. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the branding, they enlisted Mother. Mother is a big design agency in our industry business yeah most most well, lots of designers will will have heard of mother mm-hmm. um so when creating the branding mother said that they wanted to make something that transcends tired cues of sustainability and doubles down on the ent- entertainment value and potential for mass appeal of the brand so while they're acknowledging that sustainability is one of the pillars of the brand they're not they're not going for so some typical visuals when it comes to Mm. environmental consciousness because sometimes that's look it's a bit overplayed is it like a recycled sign (laughs) (laughs) i feel like environmental looking brands it's like green green and like brown paper (laughs) you know what i mean like recycled paper yeah no it's a real like it's it's a look Mm -hmm. so that that's not the route they're going down they're really going for the uh the entertainment value all that sort of stuff Mm -hmm. So, let's let's start with the logo. That's it's a very 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 vibrant blue. Mm-hmm. I I would say it's a cerulean blue. Perhaps I would agree. An azure, azure. Why do, why do I sound like the world's I biggest bogan saying azure? It looks like azure. that. You know the alcoholic drink Alize. Yep. I could just play on that. Bit brighter, but like okay, Alize is very bright blue. It's bright blue. There you go. But these is just a deeper blue. That's more of a tropical blue. Yeah. This one's like, it's like okay, a... Okay, never mind. It's not like Alizé blue. <laughs> it's like the ocean. It's Cerulean. It's like the <laughs> uh, Aegean. That's the ocean in, in the, the, the Mediterranean. That kind of blue. It's Mediterranean blue. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's blue. You guys it's can blue. Google just, it. We'll, we'll put it in the show notes, guys. We'll put yeah. the hex code in and then you can have a look. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> Okay, so it's uh, the logo is a capital E and a one. Very self-explanatory. I feel like it kind of looks like a bit like, it's very like futuristic looking, but also kind of like calligraphy. Like it's got really mm. thick strokes and then really thin contrast. And like strokes. I can really see when you look at it, how you thought it was like a gaming brand. Yeah, also, right? like, like I really, like I get that. I futuristic get. vibes. Mm-hmm. I agree. Techno- technology vibes, almost space vibes. The font to me, mm-hmm. like the... How do you describe it? Like rather than rather than letters having like straight like like corners and really straight edges, they're all very curvy. Yeah. Like almost like the NASA worm. If you picture the worm yeah, logo, yeah, yeah. it's all very fluid. I do agree. So Mother described the logo as embodying the fluid, innovative, electrifying characteristics of the E1 series. A bold color palette inspired by the vibrant underwater world and a custom typeface. E1 Rubert, which I'm like, is that a, a typeface? I mean a typo? E- e- no, it's Rubit. definitely Rubit. Rubit, okay. Mm-hmm. It looks like Robert misspelled. Um, and it features 27 specially crafted characteristics designed to reference the movement of the E1 race bird boats. So the, everything's very inspired by the series. Mm-hmm. Lots of like a technological focus. The boats are kind of inspiring it. The water is inspiring it. It's all very inspired. It is very inspired. And then in addition in, in, in addition to the very, 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 very blue colour, there's also a neon green that's in the colour palette. And it's lovely. It is lovely. I love neon. I really love it. 
having a moment, Neon. So also within the colour palette, I did notice there was a bit of a coral. Mm. And I really liked, like, it's more of a secondary colour, like it's not used predominantly at all throughout Mm. the, like, collateral. But when you look on um, Mother's website, and I feel like this is going to be pulled through to E1's website. Yeah, it is. The coral colour is used for the call to action. Yes. So there's, like... So often, like I feel like I've had this discussion a few times with clients, like we're picking at colour palettes and we're looking at them and like, oh, we really like the pastel, like pastel colour palettes. So I was like, yes, that's fine. But I really feel like you need to embody another colour mm. into that to be that secondary colour, to draw the user's attention, 100%. to be a call to action. Like I really like that they've used a colour that is so different from the blue to the green to really bring that to life. I feel like that happens when like um – if you're not considering the website while you're designing, like if you're just thinking of print applications or just like the the brand, the core, like logo and stuff, you might not think to do the really eye-catching call to action colour, but websites just need that. They do. They definitely do. And, and, and I imagine like even in the real world, like well, there will be like a trillion and one different applications of this brand on like uniforms and like lanyards and like, you know, screens like mm-hmm. you know on the tv like so many applications you you're gonna need some vibrant colors to like draw the eye to certain mm-hmm. things yeah absolutely i also found it really interesting i mean i know we do it fairly often but i don't like i love when they name the color palette colors oh yeah me too so there's electric blue aquatic green ocean spray white deep sea black and coral Lovely. Like I just feel like it gives like the little things within a design agency or when you're creating a brand that just make that go just that little extra mile and kind of give that little bit more of a sense of luxury. Uh, yep. I feel you. I'm really into that. I feel you. And like especially because like these guys that because there will be a thousand and one applications like they're gonna ha- they're gonna know their Pantone color. They're gonna like it's like these colors are gonna become synonymous with the E1. Mm-hmm. I feel like it it helps to just go that little extra mile because like when people are talking about like oh like the bl- like just me when I was like it's like cerulean it's like the ocean like no it's electric blue yeah that a hundred percent is what the color is it's electric <laughs> blue of course it is um, onto the typeface so as mentioned um, we just well, as we just mentioned um, there has been a custom typeface designed with twenty seven flourished I like to call them characters flourished which is like we said called e1 rubit and it's a display typeface and then there's rubit which is a sans serif um, which is the primary typeface Mm -hmm. so the display typeface is purely all capital letters Mm -hmm. which I love this um and you can see like the way I interpreted this is the curves kind of make me think of like a boat race like a course like yeah so it's like yeah, the bands yeah. and everything and that's kind probably of, what it is kind of making it feel really really fluid that's what i thought with the um the e in the logo it like the so the logo has it the typeface has it and then you've also got these like background graphic pattern yeah. thing that's like ripples i feel like they're all kind of emulating water ripples mm-hmm. yeah yeah i agree and there's a piece of collateral actually on the mother website and it had a capital F mm-hmm. and a little I next to each other. And it kind of looked like a PowerPoint running down, but then plugging the dot of the I looked like a plug. Cute. I mean, that could have just been my brain. More than but, likely was my but brain. But still, it's like it, they've been very intentional in how they've created it. So there would be thought in how they've done that. Whether or not that's bang on doesn't matter. There's been thought into that. I like it. I like your theory. Yeah. I mean, I think probably going a little bit 
extra into it, but I'm into it. Um, as A just mentioned, like the use of like the water ripples and everything. So there's been a series of patterns that have been developed, which are very clever. Um, the patterns are a play on like the ocean currents that you'll see on a current chart, but also the texture is like as if you're chuck to chuck a rock in the water mm. and the ripples mm-hmm. that then come with there. And there's also like graphics of the boat and you can see those ripples. And yep. then all these um, different patterns have been used cleverly throughout different collaterals in ways. So like on the back of business cards, on tickets. Mm-hmm. I'm so into pattern development. Me too. Like the – you need it. Like it should not – it should – I feel like it should be a non-negotiable. You need – a pattern or graphic elements to support your logo because it just like this brand is beautiful like it, mm-hmm. it it looks so impressive all brought together and it just wouldn't be if it didn't have those illust- like the the ripple look yeah, little things just bringing it so together into it. yeah um there's also like countless animations used throughout the branding which i love mm. i like the idea of making things a bit more interactive for um to really engage the audience in Mm -hmm. and you kind of see like the numbers being drawn and the letter forms being drawn and it kind of makes them go in like like you're going through the race course Mm -hmm. into it me too uh what are your overall thoughts eh i am i'm loving it i feel like the i really especially love the helmets i feel like the helmets look lovely the especially like like the the colors and like the design that's like very very wavy very ripply Mm -hmm. but i just feel like the the font looks beautiful on the helmet like the does i did look at that what do you call it why am i blanking the display font the all caps one it just looks delightful especially like there's one um like in a lot of the mock-ups that's like the ferrari one Mm -hmm. and ferrari looks beautiful in that font it's just got the perfect letter forms for like those real like like you said like the real in and out the curvy yeah i'm so into it so i love that um, yeah, I'm really into the colors. I like, I do wonder if the neon is maybe a little too trendy because mm-hmm. I, I love neon, but it's very popular at the moment. Yeah. So I wonder how much longevity that color has. Could be wrong. It could, it could still feel fine and fresh in five years. I don't know. Um, that would be like, that was like my first thought was, oh, that's beautiful, but trendy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love the font, the, like the fonts are beautiful, the, the blue is beautiful. I don't think the blue will age. No, I don't think so either. I think that's pretty timeless. I haven't timeless. that colour. Yeah, it's love. Like, it, it's also on trend, but I don't mm-hmm. think it's too trendy. I no. think it will stick around. Yeah, agreed. Um, Yeah, I, I'm a big fan. I like, you know, the fact that I did think E1 meant, when I saw the logo, the fact I thought it meant eSports yeah. is, is like maybe a, because of the design. It does look... Like that, like it, it, it would absolutely suit an esports brand. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if that's a drawback or not. I feel like it's, I don't think like it's, it's, it's not a huge issue. I feel like it's just they're definitely leaning into that kind of technological space. Mm-hmm. Like, like the mother is right when they say that it's not leaning into the environmental aesthetic. It's leaning into the technological aesthetic. Yep. So look, they're they're nailing it in terms of like what they've tried to achieve, and I love how it comes together on all of the collateral. Like the the E one website is lovely. Like you've got all of those key elements. You've got like um like links through on the website that are like designed beautifully. Like they've got the the ripple pattern in the background. Like you've got a nice combination of like where they're using that coral color as a call to action. Um, yeah, like I don't 
I don't think I really have criticisms of this. I think it's a lovely brand. Like I, I saw it and I was like excited about it, mm-hmm. which is like that's a thousand percent what E1 and Mother would be trying to achieve. They're trying to generate hype. They're trying to get people excited for this series mm-hmm. and like it's not going to start until next year and already I'm like pumped. Like I don't know. I feel like as we as we know, I recently became obsessed with F1 because of Drive to Survive. Um, and so like I feel like that's exciting me because I'm like, well, it's a, like they have even said like the similarities to F1, like the founders have a background in F1. So I can see the appeal for myself in that way. But if it was a really, really bad brand, I don't think I'd be that hyped. I think I'd kind of be like, oh, like I, I'll watch it, but like mm. I'm not going to be that excited. But yeah. I'm super excited about it. Yeah, no, I feel you. What, what do you think of it, Dee? Um, look, I, I really, I really love this brand. I, I like the idea that they're saying an E1 series competitive on water racing platform. Mm-hmm. So like the idea of the platform. So I feel like they're going to push this a lot further. I don't mm. think it's just going to be the race in right. itself in the water. I feel like they might start doing like things like, uh, VR. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go into the VR space, like kind Absolutely. of get the idea of sitting, like imagine if you're playing a game and you like think you're driving, like, like I feel like they're going to go into the gaming kind of space for this because the way they, they're saying racing platform yeah. doesn't make me just think they're doing racing. No, alone. I agree. I mean, like you look at like, look at soccer, like yeah. the, you know, you've got FIFA, FIFA. that's yeah. a game, like look at F1. <laughs> I'm sure there are plenty of <laughs> F1 games. I don't know. But, like, it's a it's a whole – it's not just, like, a race. It's, like, a whole bloody industry in its own, in, mm-hmm. in and of itself. Like, I think that's going to be – I'll be really interested to see, like, because I'm sure that E1 will team up with a, an eSports yeah. platform and they'll create their own yeah. um, games. I reckon they'll have, like, the merchandise will be off the charts, 100%. like, the yeah. collaborations – I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this this brand is gonna do a lot. Like it's the whole brand. make a lot of people very rich. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. The only real like my only real bone to pick with the brand is using the bright color blue as the body text on a screen. Okay. Yep. Kills me a little bit. It might just be my old eyes. I don't know. But like mm-hmm. I, if I was to see that up on a big display screen, that would be hard to read. True. Yeah, like, so like I, hmm. that's my only like bone. A good to, point. Only bone to pick, like, and like I know throughout the website there was like a bit of the blue and the neon green was like kind of curving, like when the forms was curving in the background of that text. I was like, that's very hard to read. Yeah, it's just like the contrasting colors there, like the blue and the green are very contrasting colors. It's true. Be that's, very hard to read, but like other than that. That's my own little bone to pick. And that's just good. I could just be old and nitpicky. I don't yeah. know. I mean, like on looking at it on the website, on a, like on a high resolution screen, like it doesn't, it doesn't particularly bother me. Like yeah, certain combinations would, like if you were putting the neon on top of white, see, like that would be horrible. See like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's that, little that swell. makes me cringe a little. I agree. The neon on the white is not great. I wonder like, because... I imagine like it depends. I'm not sure how it will all work when it comes, you know, in reality, but just like thinking about those real applications, like I would say on the, like at the actual courses, there will be lots of like, I don't know what the, uh, 
E1 equivalent of the racing paddock is. But, like, you know, like, there will be, like, where all of the the team bosses, like, all of the engineers, like, yeah. they're all going to they're gonna have screens around them, mm-hmm. which are going to be, like, TV screens are really, like, well, not really, but, like, a lot of them will be low res. Like, they'll be those yeah. real, like, yeah. those screens that are, like, bad enough to look at at the best of times because, like, they're far away, so they're lower res. But, like, yeah. I feel like... That neon on a low risk screen would really hurt your eyes. A hundred percent. So I, would. I wonder how that will work. I don't like. I don't think it's going to be used broadly enough that it would like, be a huge issue. Yeah. No, I agree. But it, like, you would see. Like, you would. You wouldn't want to stare at it. That's no, for sure. like, if they were yeah. doing things like that. That you're right. The the it's just a bit much. Blue on white is fine. Yeah. Blue, blue on the neon. Like the neon needs to be really minimal. Yeah, and that's that's a lot. That is a lot in that example, yeah. But I also, but I love the neon on black with the black pattern. Yeah, but so when I just like loaded, when I loaded a, like a, say the contact page on the E1 website, Mm -hmm. it's got a black banner up the top and it's got contact us written in the neon. But if your page doesn't load immediately, the neon loads on like a white. Mm, Right. It's really hard to look at. Yeah. So just like little instances like that. But look, that's, I mean. <laughs> it's nothing. Yeah. I'm sure they won't use the neon too broadly on a white. They will be thinking of these things, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I hope. Um, but yeah, I think it's a, it's a lovely brand. It is a lovely brand. I, I really love it. It's a, it's a great one. And like when you think, you know, like I like the F1 logo. The F1 logo is nice. I don't like, I don't know about like the entire brand. I don't, I, I. It's not a brand that I get excited about. So I think like for for them to put in the effort to make a really beautiful brand off the bat, I'm very happy about. Mm-hmm. I agree. They've put in a lot of time and effort into really nailing a brand and I guess their brand strategy because I don't feel like they're going to need to be rebranded for a while. No, I think this will see them out for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good job, mother. Good job, E1. Yeah. And, oh, I just want to highlight again the mixed gender teams. Yes. <laughs> Equality off the bat. Yeah. N- none of this letting the men be the default and the women having their own league. Yeah, no. Into that. Into that. I feel All like right, that's, guys. That's about it. That is about it. So if you like what we're chatting about, don't forget to follow us on Insta and TikTok at the WCN pod. And Please do. Send us DMs. Say hi. Yeah. Let us know if you're like, we're on the right track. Are we hitting your feels? Yeah. Is it, do you enjoy this content? Let us know what of our content has been your favourite. Do you like the Do you like the deep dives on brands? Do, you, do like, you like us telling us all our, us telling you what we've experienced? Yep. Our, our, our career experiences our uni experiences there's been some goodies and some baddies our, our, our branding and rambling when we talk about restaurants i mean we're going to a restaurant this weekend so you're we welcome are, we you're can. welcome we're coming back for you yeah we can we excellent can. branding and rambling next week yeah. dumplings oh i'm so excited for dumplings so stay tuned guys for whatever comes next bye, bye.